and welcome back at It's Her Game is Dominika Schott, your host again, and it's the third episode of 2023. So I'm really excited that I, I've been staying on the good track and I can deliver the really cool conversation. Well, I do hope you, you think they're cool. I do definitely enjoy them with the amazing woman from the esports and the gaming world. And today we have another great guest straight from France with us, Karine Eboy. She's a product marketing manager specialized in blockchain at Gameloft. So welcome. Great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited to be part of this adventure with you. And I'm glad you reached out to me and that we get to record this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. It's really cool. I, I'm really, really curious. I gave a lecture last week about the blockchain landscape in gaming. Really nice to now deep dive a little bit with someone who's been doing it for a while. But I'll start with a very simple question. So can you tell us about your journey into the gaming world? And then we'll go to what you're doing in your role. <laughs> okay, so I will uh, try to be quick <laughs> and do my full resume. I really like pop culture, so Japanese animation, manga, and gaming. And then when you have the question <laughs> after your study, what I'm going to do in life, I wanted to have a passionate job and I had to be deeply interested on what I will be doing. So I start looking around and then I've made my journey into the gaming industry by doing some internship at Ubisoft mostly and other entertainment company, not related to gaming, but still entertainment company. And then I joined Gameloft. Yeah, it's great. And I think that starting with the sector that's emerging, it's a really nice opportunity to build the, the skill set that's quite unique for the for the market you operate in so speaking of the uniqueness and a bit of the mystery of blockchain in gaming can you tell us what you're doing in your current role yes so i'm currently as you mentioned a product marketing manager for some company it could be related to or called brand manager and here at gameloft you can be the only pmm or you can also have different PMM working on the same project. So it depends on the size of it. On my side, I'm the only project marketing manager related to blockchain. So if we happen to release blockchain games, I will be the one in charge marketing-wise. We need to network with some blockchain to understand what they are doing, what are their next steps for the upcoming years, so you can better understand the the market and also you can collect data which is yeah it's just a challenge in the industry right now because there isn't a lot of data so it's also a part of my job so let's say i'll do a lot of research and development at the moment has gameloft released any blockchain game so far no no we didn't release any game so currently at the company we are doing a lot of research and development marketing wise and tech wise mm -hmm. so basically we are yeah, going through everything you can find online. We mm -hmm. are reaching out to people. We are trying to prototype sometimes to see, okay, is this the way we can do it? Are we doing it right? How can we optimize? And yeah, I think the idea is to gather all the knowledge we can. So if we are going to release a game, basically we are really armed. It's an evolving market. There is a lot of challenges, especially when you're a big company. So you need to be careful. 
when you want to release a blockchain game. So that's why I think big companies need to take time to properly do their research uh, on it. No, absolutely. And for you, the research is more about reaching out to people or searching online. What brings you more information? What's the most valuable source for you? For me, the most valuable source were, yeah, talking to external partners. So you can learn a lot of information. Also, there isn't a lot of survey. So when you have some, basically sometimes you can reach out also to panel and they will help you to gather data and to also understand better the market. And then I will say the third sources will be the yeah, internet is our friend. So <laughs> social network and there is a lot of website that gather all of the info and Discord. So I think there are some, yeah, some spaces where you can dig for information, especially because it's kind of low key. It's a specific community, so you need to dig for information. Once you have done that, then you can start prototyping and mm -hmm. also yeah, seeing how it can evolve. And on the marketing side, it's really important also to look deep inside the already built community around the blockchain game so you can really understand their needs. That's That seems like a challenge that you need to do a lot of things for the first time <laughs> in that space. And what was the thing that you've recently learned about blockchain that was most interesting to you? For me, the fun fact was when the market collapsed and we are still in the bear market, but half 2022 when basically it was hell and everything was collapsing and people were like, yeah, that's it. That's the end of blockchain and blockchain gaming, NFTs, and uh, everything mm -hmm. related to it. The, um, actually, the blockchain gaming was one of the areas regarding the blockchain in general. Actually, you were offering something more than something like ju just arts. I think it's just that people that were only interested around blockchain because of the hype that happened during 2021, most of them got scared. So they back down. But for mm -hmm. the ones who are still interested, yeah, they're still, uh, they still continue to invest. And it's still, uh, yeah, it's still growing. There are still new games. The, the existing games, they are still doing fine. But I, I also think that most of the game also understand that they need to offer more in terms of quality, in terms of promotion, in terms of education to make people understand. To, under, to make people understand sorry, that uh, yeah, in the end, even if there is a collapse and yeah. it, it can be, the, the market can be hurt, it will not affect the quality of the game and your gaming experience. Yeah, that's really interesting what you're saying. The gaming fans are quite loyal. If they find something interesting, they'd rather stick to this and they don't change that that quickly. The things you've described, so the need to offer something interesting, something captivating is essentially one of the major issues with the blockchain titles to attract these early adopters and to make sure they stick for longer. What are the main challenges? Because for me, is, for example, the lack of 
actual meta in majority of these games. Like you collect resources, you build the character, and then when it comes to the confrontation of the characters, it's automated, you know, like where is the game element in it? What do you think about that? Like, are there any any games that do it well that actually have a gaming component in the game? <laughs> they are, they are. Don't okay. worry, they are. Okay. I mean, one of the biggest challenges is they just pay attention to making a play to so basically mm-hmm. there is the there is the mechanics you can use your cryptocurrency, you can buy token from the game. So you have all of the blockchain mechanics. But when it comes to the actual gaming experience, there is a lack of competencies. But I, I own I also think it's because of the resources because a lot of people and it's nice basically launch their own studio or launch their own game by themselves. They are hooked up with a big company like Ubisoft. I know they they invested a lot on different projects and some will do well, but the only thing is when you don't have a lot of resources, I mean, for instance, promotion or everything related to marketing, is for you, it's secondary. Prim- yeah. Primary, we, j- we just make sure that everything related to the tech itself will be good. And then you will, after, think about the aesthetics of the game, for instance. So mm-hmm. that's why I think for me, it's the main broker. It's when you look online, we'll find a lot of... The blockchain game every day <laughs> released, but the quality is really bad. What people want at today in the blockchain ga- the blockchain game industry is to have play and earn. So basically, you have your gaming experience, and at some point, <laughs> you can earn money. You can do your own economy. You are the owner of everything. So I think, for me, this is the main challenge people mm. need to make the transition from okay let's just do blockchain game and uh, yeah make revenue from it and transition to something like great like we have an experience and that's one that leads to your second point there are some games that, that are doing it well the for me the game i'm following the most at, at this time is they are based on immutable x <laughs> it's a layer two of ethereum and they are 100% carbon neutral, which is a big thing in the industry because of the environmental issue mm-hmm. of blockchain. And when you look at their website, clean the promised of the game. Basically, it's supposed to be a triple A as a blockchain game, which is for me mm-hmm. one of the biggest because at the moment, claiming that you can do a triple A. Uh, with a blockchain game. Mm-hmm. So it's going well and they made pretty well. Like they have a huge community. When you see their Discord, there's thousands of people mm-hmm. and even in the bear market. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they have yeah, understand that. So. Yeah, it's a plane. Basically, you you come for the game and at some mm-hmm. point, basically there is an economy, an economy behind it, but the economy doesn't provide you for ha- from having fun mm-hmm. on the game. And one studio I'm following is Animoca. Some of their games, I will not say they are the best, but I like the fact that basically they are trying. They are, they are releasing, they are mainly doing sports games. Mm-hmm. So, supercars. 
So they are releasing, they are trying, they are, I think, and I hope, <laughs> gathering information and knowledge, and they are reinvesting this knowledge into new games. So at some point, I'm pretty sure that they will make a hit and it will work. So yeah. um, I think it's interesting what you said, because one of these games is on Immutable, which has a quite unique model of building this whole ecosystem, not focusing only on one game, right? Immutable is more like a layer on which the games are released and it addresses a couple of challenges. So the scalability, but also the, the interoperability of the virtual assets you own on the on the blockchain. So it's an interesting one because I feel like they, the immutable business model in general is quite unique comparing to these independent developers who sometimes are a bit delusional thinking that they can <laughs> produce you know the game that will eclipse the entire industry and take people from all the other communities yeah. <laughs> almost disrespectful <laughs> to the gaming experience <laughs> yeah I, I think you know it's it's a thing with the crypto bro <laughs> if i mm, yeah that. Oh. they believe that this is the future so mm. They are deeply convinced that is the case, so yeah. there is no way you you will uh, you will make them think otherwise. Yeah, so yeah, I think Immutable is doing a great job with uh, channeling mm. everything, and um, also I have the chance I had the chance to meet several people from their team, and uh, they are really following most of the projects they are they are partnering with and their partners. And they offer, they do offer a lot of solution tech wise and marketing wise. I think in the future, they, I think there will be like the main blockchain for gaming, blockchain gaming. It's, I mean, they have understand, they have understand everything about the environmental issue. Mm -hmm. They offer a lot of different solution. They are open to discussion mm -hmm. and they are really trying to make a web three something great without disrespecting mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. just gaming itself exactly i think they are a bit of the new iteration of the game publisher so they don't own the ip but they are the essential element for the ip to thrive right on the specific blockchain really interesting what they're doing and i i mean to your point on crypto bros of course come on like so many people <laughs> create games those days on blockchain just for the sake of you know betting on short ter term return and thinking that it's enough to put pay to earn to cash out big checks later <laughs> and they forget that it's a game so people need to like to play it it's not another token so yeah i got yeah. your point <laughs> you're right when we prototyped we really think who could be the players who will come to a blockchain game from and mm -hmm. a big company like Gameloft. And actually, one thing we were sure about was no, no crypto investors. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we want to make a game, it's for players. Of, of, of course, you need to have investors because they are the ones with the knowledge on the industry at the moment. But the thing with crypto, crypto investors is, I mean, by the name itself, they are here to make profits on something. They are here for the economy. But it's not something that is sustainable in the end because they will come, invest, mm -hmm. and then the price of every the NFTs, for instance, they will rise <laughs> to the sky. So if you're someone who just wants to play the game and you find it nice, 
then your you will not be able to mm-hmm. pass this entry barrier because uh, I don't know if you you want to play uh, with these NFTs and then it cost one million. Yeah. Then everybody left the game because uh, every crypto investors have mm. say, have, have basically uh, left out the game. I think this is where my initial skepticism for the blockchain gaming came from. Is that you know if you look at the likes of Axis Infinity, for example, and how the seemingly casual game morphed into some almost slavery house, you know, for people <laughs> who have guilds and can can afford to buy the characters that are in case of Axie Infinity, essential to even start playing. Yes. So this is, in my opinion, completely broken in terms of the game development system that you just, as you put the paywall that is so high in the beginning, these characters are $100 each, I guess. So then you get the guilds and you rent the character for to people in Far East Asia to play the game for the fraction of what the character earns. Like, I can't, it's too much for me. How you <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see that you didn't play Axie. <laughs> Not a big fan. Okay. <laughs> no, the thing with Axie, uh, actually, they try to, mm-hmm. I mean, it was maybe one of the big criticisms. So they try with Axie uh, Origin, mm-hmm. I think. But at the same time, they got the full drama with the fact that it was the Ronin wallet that was, no, it was one of the, yeah, and one of their features was ACT. Mm-hmm. So basically, they own a lot of money to people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know that they were in a big in a big drama at the time when it was supposed to launch, and it launched. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. drama plus launch equal <laughs> no no publicity for the for the launch. Okay. But the idea basically was to make sure that if you want to try a blockchain game like Axie and understand basically the basics, then you you can without put 1,000 euros inside the game as a starter. I think that's why a lot of games that are coming, they are trying to make different loops. Like you will have the basically the blockchain gaming loop and the gaming loop. So mm-hmm. you can, you enter, you can play without FTs and you try basically the game. And if you want to, to join the... Um, NFT loop, mm-hmm. you can, but it doesn't overlap. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it would be. The, I mean, if every game does that, it would be a good start because yeah. it will be the best of both worlds. Like you're playing a nice game, and then you have mm-hmm. the crypto side dish if you want to at least try. It. Yeah. But for me, it doesn't have to be a requirement because for let's talk frankly. <laughs> It's complicated. I mean, for for everyone who comes from the uh, gaming industry and if you want to learn, it's complicated. There is a lot of things to understand. You can maybe sometimes have fear about security. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I manage a wallet? I mean, it's easy. It's easier to have someone handling it, like understand the result of education that is needed. So you can basically understand, okay, I need this and that. That's simple. Education is a massive, massive part of that. It took me a while to even understand what are, what does it mean for a game to be on the blockchain? So <laughs> <laughs> what about, you know, truly enjoying it as a part of the, of the, of the game gameplay? And what do you think is the best application of blockchain in, in games? That's a good question. For me, at the moment, I think the most successful game 
were games with collectibles. People like collectibles. So mm -hmm. basically trading card games, characters. I don't know if it's <laughs> if it's a French reference, but basically it's you know when you're a kid and you have your yeah 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 your stickers and you put them with it. So I think you have that part with the blockchain gaming. You basically can collect and you can keep them. You're, you're I mean you're an, a true owner, which is not the case in the current <laughs> gaming mm -hmm. industry. I mean you don't you can sell something that you don't own. So that, that for me, it's the first big application is that, yeah, you, you're on and you can collect. And then the second part is that we are slowly having a lot of different interesting games with landscape, lands you can buy, and it's becoming more and more diverse. So for me, we were in a state at the beginning where basically it was kind of poor <laughs> in terms of in term of dif different blockchain games. But right now, you basically can play every game you want, uh, like a common, like in the common gaming market. Yeah, I think the collectibles part is really interesting. I think that's something that Apex Legends Mobile, if they had that would be nice for them since, you know, like EA decided to shut down the mobile version of Apex Legends. So now everyone who spent anything in that game so far, <laughs> they are not entitled to any returns or anything. It just goes to into ashes, you know. And yeah. otherwise they could transfer that to any other EA title so EA wouldn't lose the the player's base that is now absolutely on fire. <laughs> and yeah. And I can understand if you spend thousand of money you have spent thousand of hours playing a game mm. and then suddenly it's shut down and there was no way you can retrieve that i mean basically it just yeah <laughs> vanish i can understand that people can get mad but that's why with blockchain there is a new solution <laughs> because you basically it's yours and that's why at the moment i don't think we have found the best application of blockchain gaming i think that we are trying So I think it will be a ma major breakthrough for the industry mm -hmm. if there is a basically a bridge between every different game mm -hmm. and also between different NFT projects. So I think once it will be a, there will be a synergy between the different NFT projects, the different games and that could lead also to major marketing activation, meaning that we could have more money coming into it to make more research, more development, new prototype, kill some project, but at least there will be enough people to make it happen. That's what Immutable does, correct, when it comes to building this ecosystem to some exchange, that they're trying to provide this bridge from the very beginning, right? So you can exchange the NFTs between the titles that are released on Immutable. Yeah, they are, they are, I think they are trying. And also, I know that there is this project called Ultra. Basically, they are trying to be the blockchain team. So the Ultra is the company that... I've never heard of them. Yeah, basically, they 
from my understanding, they will want to gather a developer's game. So basically, I'm a developer. I put my game here. You have less fees because I think Steam is 30%. Ultra, I mm -hmm. think it will be 10, 15% they will take. And uh, yeah, basically, the idea will be you can easily exchange skins, exchange game you purchase, basically your account. And yeah, so there will be a huge economy and yeah, there will be basically a store for everyone to mm -hmm. find Web3 game. Mass adoption, where most of the people can go and not really low-key and you have to dig. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's mostly a recommendation, right? That gets people to the game and uh, hence uh, the hard time with building the community for the titles. Yeah, exactly. For instance, me, when I want to look at some games, I go to Dabradar. So mm -hmm. I'm just looking and scrolling to find a different type of games. Also, I mean, press can be a good way to find your game. Then mm -hmm. you also have spe uh, specialized accounts on Twitter. For instance, you can follow and that yeah, give you all of the upcoming and hot trends. So you can still find it. But it's time-consuming. So, yeah. <laughs> If someone is hearing me, please do, yeah. <laughs> do something. So we like the centralized platform for decentralized titles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That's, that's, exactly. That's exactly what we did. Cool. Okay, so one more question because before we will wrap up. What is your career goal or professional dream? I have a dream. <laughs> I have a lot of dreams, actually. As a woman in the industry, I would like to leave a mark, you know, and be part of a big event that could be happening overseas. As I mentioned before, I'm passionate about pop culture, so it will be my dream to participate on a big gaming activation or a big gaming event like in French in France we have Paris Games Week for instance mm -hmm. so I would like to be featured in a Paris Games Week so but overseas and you know yeah making something that people will see and that will be my baby I will work have worked mm -hmm. hard on it and it will leave a trace. And for the young girl or for people who worked or for of the women working in the industry that are thinking that it it can be complicated and I made it. <laughs> so there is a there is a chance for everyone to do it. So I think it was one of my biggest challenge when I arrived in the industry is it's hard to find a role model. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're looking in the internet, you know that there are some successful women, but when you're in your company, actually, sometimes <laughs> you don't see a lot of women in high position or, or it's, not, it's not them that are put in the spotlight. Okay, that's very nice. It's very wholesome for supporting the, the, the female raising talent and their chances in the, in the industry. Thank you very much, Karin. It was great having you on the show and good luck with the research and hopefully we'll see the game from Gameloft based on blockchain pretty soon. I hope, I hope. 
and thank you for having me. It was a really great experience. And yes, thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Great. Thank you very much.